In this episode, we discuss Venom, Manifest, Season 3 of Daredevil, the new season of Doctor Who, viral tweets, Titans, and the cancellations of both Iron Fist and Luke Cage. All this and more on The Geek Generation. Hey now, welcome to the Geek Generation. I'm your host, Rob Logan, joined in the studio by Mike Volpe. Hey, it's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, we are getting them out as much as we can these yeah. days, uh, but we do have the two podcasts going on now. So just in case people haven't checked in yet, Random Movie Club is also returning, or returning, is back. So every other week you can uh, get an episode of that too, which is exciting. So go check that out, uh, thegeekgeneration.com slash rmc. We'll get you to all of the episodes there. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify now. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Very so cool. if people want to listen to this on Spotify or uh, Random Movie Club on Spotify, they're both there. So Every opportunity possible. Yes. Go get it. No excuses needed. None whatsoever. So let's start the show off by going into our geek outs as we normally do. So let's geek out. Yay! What are you geeking out over? Oh, man. A bunch of things. Yeah. So with the very minimal amount of time that i have to myself these days Mm -hmm. with a three-hour round trip drive between one gym and another and the fact that i work non-stop and then sunday's family day with ashley and autumn there's Mm -hmm. very little time for me to do much so i've been trying to find like little moments to do things to relax unwind and i have not been able to sit and like draw a picture in a while I used to do it all the time, mm-hmm. but being so busy, I sit down to try to draw and I would find myself getting very frustrated because like the creativity just isn't coming out. So like, I, I didn't know out. drawing was a thing that you actively all the did. Time. Really? Oh yeah. Middle school, high school. It was like once I got into, I guess the workforce. Okay. Like just became, oh, I'll work and then play video games and hang out with you or we were wrestling or so with the girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And I just kind of gave up on it. The artistic side of okay. things. So I was just, I needed something to do. And I found myself coloring with Autumn a lot. And I was like, well, that's relaxing. You know, although the five-year-old just talks forever mm-hmm. through the whole experience. Mm-hmm. So it's not like a quiet time. So I was like, I got to find some time for me. I like to color. I'll do some of that. I was like, well, what am I going to buy? Like, I'm not buying a My Little Ponies coloring book here. So I, I went on Amazon and looked to see what they had for adult coloring books and came across two perfect coloring books. Yeah. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. And uh, a DC Universe coloring book. Cool. Yeah. So they're definitely not geared towards kids. Like kids would be insanely frustrated by the detail in these things. Yep. But as an adult with some fine tip markers or colored pencils, like you can really get into it and kind of like bring it to life. So I brought them to show you, you know, maybe you'll take a picture yeah, yeah. or whatever, but you know, you can, I'll let you look at the Ninja Turtle one, <laughs> but you'll wow, see. Wow. They're actually like pretty big. Oh, too. it's massive. The amount of pages in these things is insane. Yeah, I started, I've done a couple. Cool. They, the Ninja Turtle ones is cool because it ranges from the old school where they all had the same color bandana mm-hmm. or mask through the 90s, like what we grew up with, the very cartoony looking ones. Yep. Into the newer versions. Yeah, and right every, here, yeah. the like 2004. Oh, wait, no, not 2004. Like 2014, I All think is the when versions the, are that in version there. started. And they're heavily detailed. Like these pictures are ripped from like the pages of the comics or from the actual like cartoon. Mm-hmm. And you have to go in and just 
color them and the, the level of detail is an absolute incredible that's super the, cool the shading and everything this though the justice league one check yeah. this out this okay. is so badass i haven't started it's, it yet it's like a little taller than actual comic book size mm-hmm. but definitely like way thicker and it's yeah it's the thickness of like a, a major novel yeah yeah but when you look at what they oh yeah that that is um Okay, so this cover right here, yeah, that picture was the uh, debut of Justice League number one when they switched the new Fifty Two. Okay, I so they're taking that, yeah. like actual comic book yeah. pages, which is fun because you can go in and recolor them to whatever your imagination wants. Mm-hmm. You could switch Superman's outfit, the colors, everything. It's just incredible. Absolutely incredible what's in there. And it's cool because as you go through and color it, they've done all the shading, done all the outlining, mm-hmm. all the details there. You just put the color to the picture. And when you're done, you look at it, you're like, I am a master. <laughs> like, I am the ruler of the world. It is very modern, too. So, like, that's Batman's current costume. And yeah. it even says, like, 2016 right yeah, there. So I don't the know artwork when is these pretty were current. Released, but they're, they're very modern. Yeah. Very, very new. But they also range the gamut. Like, that's. That's New Frontier artwork. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's got every version of them in there. And there's a lot of pages. Like that DC, the Justice League one is, that's a lot of coloring. Oh, yeah. And like some of those pictures, the the amount of time. But it's nice because it's something you can do to unwind, put music on in the background or a TV's running chill. in the background. You just relax, spend a half hour or so just yeah. coloring, unwind from the world. It's funny too because some of them there's like very heavy line art and yeah. there's a lot of room to color. And then you get other ones that are so like inked that like half the page is just black. It really is. It's funny. Yeah. But it's cool. I like it. Yeah. Nice. Let's see. What else we got going on? I uh I'm a little late to the party on this one, yeah. apparently, but uh, in accidentally just, I don't know what the hell I was searching on YouTube, I stumbled across a good uh, mythical, mythical morning. morning. Yeah. And I was like, what, what That's, is- That's uh, Rhett and Link's show, yeah. right? Okay. What is this crap? Like, I had never seen them before, so I yeah. watched a few things. I think I was searching for something food related. I don't know. What else is new? And I <laughs> what what drew me into them- and they have a lot of content on there mm-hmm. for many years. Um, I think the most recent season, uh, quote unquote, they're in is like 14. Okay. Was that they did what we've done in the past. Mm-hmm. And that was like taste testing things. So I've watched all of them now. They would grab sandwiches from various locations, Subway. What's the place that sponsors Brock Lesnar? JJ's or something I don't like that? <laughs> I don't know. know. Well, it's all over his gear. Uh, If they're just doing like subways, I assume they go to D'Angelo's and grab something. Or they grabbed a bunch of products that are flavored like salt and vinegar or barbecue. Yeah, yeah. And they'll rank them. And I was just fascinated by that. So I've just been like tuned in watching all of those over and over Hmm. and how they rank various things. I don't know why I find it so fascinating, but my brain went, yes, this makes perfect sense. Why not get together all the actual flavors yeah. and figure out which one is the most accurate? So I was just like spending a lot of time watching them. I find it absolutely fascinating. And it makes me want to do I've it. I've seen a few here and there. Like I'm not an active watcher, but I've seen. Oh, there's so much content. Like I'm not. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. certain things that intrigue me. With, like I said, all the. So now we're going to transition from coloring to videos to now an audiobook. So we're all over the, the gamut here. We're running That's it. fine. Uh, I do have Audible, which I strongly recommend. If yep. you don't like to read, listening to somebody read is better. So with three hours round trip and I need to kill time in the car, I have Audible. And I started listening to a book. 
don't know if you're familiar with it. Napoleon Hill. He's kind of. I'm not. Uh, the big guru for self-help. He passed away a while okay. ago. But he wrote, you know, numerous books that are. Like, yeah, I noticed you listen to. You post the the covers in uh, your Instagram yeah. stories I mean, a lot. I just started listening to uh, Kevin Smith's book. Oh, yeah. Which tough is, shit. Yeah. Really. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. I'm. I'm Maybe half. It's through. on my to listen to. It's very list. good. Very yeah. funny. Yeah, no doubt. Vulgar, of course. Oh, of course. Uh, Kevin's it's not. fantastic. So Napoleon Hill, kind of the guru for self-development. Without him, there wouldn't be like Tony Robbins mm-hmm. and guys like him. He wrote a book that I stumbled across called Outwitting the Devil. Okay. And I'm like, what? Did, that's interesting. The premise of the book is that he actually wrote it in 1938, but didn't publish it. Because and you listen to the interview, the the devil, quote unquote, literally says, if you publish this, your life will come to an end. You'll be destroyed by the churches, the schools. You'll be destroyed financially. Oh, wow. It, this will not go well. Like the world will turn on you for what you're saying in mm-hmm. this book. So he passed away. The wife ended up passing away years and years later. She would really, wouldn't release it. It wasn't until 2011 that the estate finally said, we got to get this to a publisher and put it out. They mm-hmm. put it out, went right, you know, to an audio book. But it's really good because as you listen to it, it it's so well done that you literally sit. And, and I'm not a church guy. I don't go to church Nor on a regular I. business uh, 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 basis. I don't. I haven't been to church in probably like 10, 15 years. Mm-hmm. But when I was done listening to it, I literally went, I feel like this guy may have actually interviewed the devil. Like it's so good like how did somebody then just come up with this something so well written it just kind of goes into like here are the things people that are you know controlled by the devil do mm-hmm. and it really is just a breakdown of how not to be lazy how to stay motivated if you have a goal how to accomplish it the baby steps to get there if you're unhappy in life how to turn that around mm. and a lot of the things that were said in 1938 applied to today more than ever oh, in sure. terms of health and wellness and being distracted and voicing your opinion on things when you really just keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. Like it applies to social media on a level that's like, before social media was even. Yeah. It's unbelievable. In anyone's brain. So it's just a book that I honestly have listened to it now five times. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, mostly the interview, which is the majority, 75% of the book. But I just found that it was really helpful. And every time I listen to it, I pick up new things. So hmm. my feeling is regardless of what you're doing, whether you just you work the 40 hours and you go home to your family, mm-hmm. there's definitely something you can get from it. Yeah. So if people go over and they get Audible, I I think somebody recorded a version of it on YouTube. I'm sure it'll get pulled down at some point. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure it's there. So you could <laughs> listen to it without paying for it. But, you know, I, I definitely recommend that you check it out. It's, it's a cool. really good book. Geeking out over... Venom. I know it's been out for a bit. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, you haven't? No. I'm really surprised that you haven't seen it. I, uh, as soon as I was like, it has nothing to do with Spider-Man, I'm like, well, I guess that's not Venom, so I guess I'm not seeing it. Yeah, I can understand that point of view, that he's not in it yet. Like, Venom only exists because of Spider-Man. So if Spider-Man doesn't exist in the Venom movie, then it's not. Yeah. It's not well, my Venom. Well, they definitely want a different storyline with this. Yeah, in yeah. That he- it's a character, but for me, it's not Venom. No. So you won't see it? Spider-Man's not in it. I don't care about it. That's true. Well, I mean, I, I I had mixed feelings going in. I was like, I hope this doesn't suck. Yeah. Uh, I liked it because the way they animated him mm-hmm. is spot on. Yeah. There's a scene where he's fighting a bunch of guys in, like, in the street. And the way that he thuds and like the thumbs down on the cars and move. I was like, I just had this moment of where I actually, I, I almost said out loud, like, holy shit it's venom yeah like it was just so 
perfectly animated. So you do like, wow, that's so cool to see compared to the only one other thing we've had to reference to. Yeah. It was like this was. Oh, I'm sure. Night and day. Perfectly done. And it's also been years since the other version of Venom that we saw. So technology is just that much better. Yeah. I think Spider-Man's going to make. I'm pretty sure he signed on for three movies. So I'm thinking that by the third, there might be. Maybe. And they ended up getting. They ended up getting a lot of money. From this one, surprisingly more than they expected. The critics shredded it. Of yeah. course they did. Because I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that any superhero movie that comes out is going to be referenced against the Avengers. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Avengers. and Venom's in a weird category anyway, because he's an anti-hero. Right. So he's not, you can't do like a normal superhero movie with Venom anyway. Yeah, because he's a character that will just destroy people. Yeah. So you're trying to root for the bad guy here. Mm-hmm. They do a good job of making you want to root for him. I mean, from start to finish, as an action movie, it's well done. It's mm-hmm. just typical action movie with a character we have not seen done yet, really. Mm-hmm. So for in the, in those terms, it's enjoyable. Yeah, you know the the crowd reaction, I guess, has been pretty pretty okay. It's been here and there. Yeah, a lot of people are liking it. Just saying, like, it's just a dumb popcorn fun yeah, movie. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. No. And if it pro- continues to progress and they're going to bring more characters in, like I think they're going to do, it could, it, you know, you learn from your mistakes. Yeah. So there was a great starting off point. They got the animation down. They got the, a good actor. Yeah. The sound of Venom, the way that he talks. Yeah. Oh, it's just like creepy. I mean, like I'll, I'll, I'll watch it eventually. It's that evil. It's the devil sitting on your shoulder. You, yeah, know, you yeah. know what I mean? Just saying things. It's it's cool. You should watch it. I will watch it eventually. I'm just not, not going to like spend the theater money to go see it. Well, maybe put on a Spider-Man mask while you watch <laughs> it. you like, all right, we got this. <laughs> Spider-Man's here now. Yeah. So now we'll transition to TV. Yeah. So I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I got things in all kinds Look of categories that. today. Oh, it all. I've evolved uh, <laughs> from a piece of dirt to a... Maybe a budding tree, we'll call it. I don't know. Uh, have you watched Manifest? I have. I'm not 100% caught up, but I've watched the first few episodes. I got, we're three out of five. I think I'm the same. I think six is this coming Monday, the yeah. week of Halloween. So I was really intrigued. I literally had heard of the show the day it aired. Oh, wow. Just, I don't know what, I, I want to say a YouTube video. It was an ad before, or it was on Hulu or something. The the premise, if you haven't watched it, is very cool. Mm-hmm. It's that you've got an airline traveling, uh, a flight going from one state to another. From Jamaica. Yeah. From back Jamaica to, back to the U.S. And uh, something happens in the air. There's turbulence. There's mm-hmm. some lightning. The power goes out on the plane. Comes back on. Everybody's panicked. Yep. It lands. And it's five years later. Right. And they're like, Right there they the had hell? me. I was like, sold. Yeah. Sold. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. The acting is questionable. It's okay. Yeah, it's here and there. There, there are a few moments. <laughs> excuse me. That I'm like, oh, the acting is not so hot compared to other things you see on. You know, you, you got all these shows on Hulu. The, the yeah, Amazon. Well, we're spoiled now, and we are because you get phenomenal acting from like Game of Thrones, from The Walking Dead, from mm-hmm. all these different shows, and then it, they've raised the bar. So if it, you don't meet it, mm, yeah, but you can you can tell now. But the story I really like, and I like how it's evolving. So there's enough episodes out now that you can binge and, and get up to date. 
There's enough of a mystery going on that it's keeping me invested. Exactly. And how rare is it now that we actually watch something on a week-to-week basis Mm -hmm. versus just going, I'll wait and then binge. I'm actually excited to see what happens each week. Yeah, yeah. So kudos to them on on a relatively unique storyline. Yeah. I really hope that it gives us, as we've seen in the past, doesn't (laughs) always happen. I'm really hoping – that we have an ending planned, like uh-huh. they have a plan B in the event that it doesn't carry on. We sure. get some, like, don't do this. I, know, like, I already have like that. And, yeah. <laughs> do you get that anxiety yeah. now? You're like, oh fuck. Sometimes please, I don't, don't even watch like something this. until it's in its second season, just to know that just you- to know that it's not going to trail off on me, and just like it could still die and leave me with a cliffhanger. It could, but at least I know there's something going on. Like usually. By the start of a second season, they've answered some of the questions from the first season, even if not the big ones. Yeah. So you're getting some satisfaction, even if you're not getting all the satisfaction that you would with a proper conclusion. So my this with this show, though, the big question is how what did, happened? What yeah. happened? And they have to somehow. They, the thing is, you answer that question at the end of the first season. You think so? Kind of. Where do you go from there? I don't well, know if they the even thing. do yet. I don't know if they even do yet. Well, the characters don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they have a story arc written. You know, oh, I'm sure they uh, know what's happening. I mean, do you, where do you do that? If you don't do it at the end of the first season, you run the risk of not getting picked up. Right, right. So, but I think it's worth the investment. I think the show, I don't know what the ratings have done. I don't know. I haven't looked I don't know that, either. Yeah. But uh, I'm pretty sure it'll carry on. So I strongly recommend that if you haven't watched it, you go check it out. Yeah, it's intriguing. And um, just kind of on a related note, we have, so we have a Discord server. With mm-hmm. uh, a lot of our community in there. So people that listen to the podcast, people that watch the stream, uh, it's a place where you can go and just kind of hang out with other people who ingest the stuff that you ingest. So mm-hmm. if you listen, uh, listening to a podcast is a very kind of isolating experience. Yeah. A lot of people do it by themselves while they're running, cleaning, whatever they're doing. If you want to meet other people that also have that same experience and listen to the podcast, you can go to the geekgeneration.com slash discord. And uh, we have a Discord server where people talk about mm-hmm. not just the stuff uh, that not just like what they're listening to, not just this show, but like the stuff that we're all talking about. So we have now channels dedicated to specific TV shows mm-hmm. and movies so that if people want to discuss those and they're marked as spoiler channels. So we have a manifest channel. If people want to go in there and talk about the show every week yeah. and be like, oh, my God, what do you think about this and this and this? We have that. So if that's a thing that interests people, there's stuff in there for The Flash. Uh, there's one for Daredevil, mm-hmm. which just aired. We we release them as like new stuff comes out. Yeah. Uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina just dropped on Friday. So there's a channel for that right now. So if people are interested in talking about this stuff, thegeekgeneration.com slash Discord, get in there and uh, hop in the conversation with us. Yeah. Be cool. I'm in there. Mike's in there. He never uses in, it. But I, he's, yeah, he's I pop in, in occasionally. But, you know, I, I don't always post, but... I do go on do and will read through what okay. people post because a lot of the topics I sit, I go, I don't even feel like I have the slightest bit of authority to even comment yeah. on this because I don't know enough about a lot of the stuff. But the things I do know about, and, and as I read through, what's nice is I find it really is a community within a community. Oh, absolutely. Nobody's bashing each other. Nobody's giving anybody shit. Nope. We have Everybody's a nice group of people. super supportive and yeah. like they throw their whatever. 
personal stuff out there. They throw out, mm-hmm. you know, just their ideas and think, and everybody's very supportive, encouraging, which yeah. is, you know what? Let's be honest, fucking hard to find. So <laughs> when you find that, it's nice to see it. So yeah, I definitely recommend people get on there. Yeah, no, it's fun. You know? and like I say, even if you're like me, you're just kind of uh, going to spectate. Yeah. You still can get a lot. That's fine. Oh, yeah. So, if you want to just go in and hang yeah. out and like kind of lurk and watch what everyone else is doing, that's fine too. You can people watch on the internet. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, those, those are, those are my geek outs. Cool. Uh, my first one is one that I just kind of mentioned real briefly there in that promo. Uh, Daredevil. Yeah. Season three. Have you started watching it all? I have not. How, no. Are you caught up on any of Daredevil? No. You haven't started any of it. No. You know what? Daredevil's really, he's one of my least favorite characters See, I, never I feel got like into you would him. still love this show though it's that good i feel you would i think it's one of the best comic book to screen adaptations that's mm. ever been made it's tough i literally get up monday through saturday at six in the morning now yeah so that i can have 90 minutes to just like think or go for a walk or like whatever mm-hmm. and i don't get done and settled and sit until 8 30 at night yeah. and then it's like i sit with ashley and then all of a sudden it's like oh look it's 10 it's time to go to bed so i bang through an episode of manifest or whatever and then <laughs> i go to bed i'm getting up at six that's the way my life feels I a lot too find, i haven't had one of those days where i could just sit and binge something yeah it's tough but maybe I, we'll I watch will. the first episode the first season yeah, why don't tonight we do or something yeah. and then with you can see if you like it or, or not yeah pizza time sounds good all right uh so daredevil season three uh is absolutely fantastic it was so i actually just finished it yesterday Mm -hmm. so the first season when i watched that that was the first like netflix marvel show that came out yeah and i was blown away by it it was just so good the action's amazing charlie cox is the guy who plays daredevil he's great uh vincent d'onofrio plays wilson fisk Mm -hmm. the kingpin and he is next level his acting is off the charts as this character uh we don't get as much of him in season two but season two was uh, where they brought in like the Punisher, John Bernthal right, playing Punisher. Thing. I've seen lots about that. Yeah. I like John Bernthal. And he was so good that they gave him his own series. So he had a season of the Punisher and they're doing season two right now. Mm-hmm. So that's another series. There are that a lot they of crossovers between them. Oh, God. Yeah. The shows. Absolutely. You see characters pop up. So they've got their own little universe. Totally. Gone. Yeah. It's like the universe. Netflix Marvel universe. And they're all technically a part of the MCU. Yeah. They reference. They never like say the alien attack in New York, but they call it the incident. Mm. So they reference it. It's technically in the same universe. Yeah. You just don't see a lot of the impact from it Set here. Prior, I imagine. Concurrently. The whole thing. So it's still right up until. Yeah. Although they don't. What happened in the Avengers? They, they ignored Infinity War. Oh. Kind of. Yeah. So. They ignored the biggest moment yeah. <laughs> in Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. history. I mean, we don't know technically where their timeline is now. Yeah. We only know that when it started off, it was post the first Avengers cool. movie. But season three is uh kind of Wilson Fisk centric again, mm-hmm. which is just amazing because D'Onofrio is so freaking good. And they also brought in Bullseye, which is another. Cool. Like one of Daredevil's kind of main villains. Mm-hmm. We saw. We saw him played by Colin Farrell in kind of more comedic fashion, like little goofier fashion in the Ben Affleck Daredevil movie. Mm-hmm. But now we got like a really good rendition. I did see that movie and I was like, yeah. Ah. Well, that, I think it, that that's, it kind of further put me into like a. Uh, if Daredevil. that shaped your opinion of Daredevil, I can see why. Yes. You might not be like big on the character. But I mean, he's he's a lot like Batman in a lot of ways. You're, you're familiar with, uh, with like his power set, right? Like, somewhat yeah. so daredevil was bl- okay he's blind. this this might interest you you might not know this because there's a connection to other characters okay that you don't know about probably and it might blow your mind 
So Daredevil was in (laughs) when he was a kid. Yeah, there was a car accident and this truck of like chemicals broke open. The barrels broke open and he got blinded by it. Okay, so he lost his sight. But in the process, those chemicals heightened all of his other senses, hearing and smell every single one. So like he, quote unquote, sees better than anybody. Just not with his eyes. So like a bat. Will yeah. Use, yeah. Yeah. So like he'll hear people's heartbeats. Oh, that's cool. He can tell if they're lying or not. Stuff like that. He's a lawyer. So mm-hmm. that helps him in that way. And you get to see because he's a lawyer. I have him. Be like, <laughs> yeah, we're represented by Daredevil. Let's settle. Yeah. Forget D. Oliveira and Morgan. <laughs> because he's because he's a lawyer. Uh, You get to see kind of both sides of the law in yeah. the sense of like he's defending the system as a lawyer and then breaking the system as a vigilante cool. all the time. So it's cool. But the thing that's going to blow your brain is that the origin of another comic book character or set of comic characters are linked to Daredevil's origin because that with the chemicals. Yeah. Those okay. chemicals also leaked into the sewer. No, I'm leaving. My brain exploded. <laughs> Look, there it is. It's the same accident it's that created the, the Ninja Turtles. It's the or- exact same accident. In the accident in which that truck crashed and those chemicals leaked and so Daredevil was blinded. So the Teenage Ninja Turtles are a part of the MCU. Technically. Well, I mean, they're not a part of I the know, cinematic but, universe, right. but they're a part of the Marvel universe. Can you imagine if they popped up in the next Avengers movie? Just randomly, <laughs> there's eyes in a shoe, sewer thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. It was that exact same car accident that created the That's Ninja Turtles. That's really awesome. Yeah. It, like, where where is that reference so you know that? In the comics, they in the comics, that? Yeah. And that, that's one of the reasons they're ninjas. And the, their that's, enemy, I had no idea. That's their enemy is the blow. Foot Clan, right? Yeah. Daredevil's main, like, arch enemies that are an organization mm-hmm. is a group of ninjas called the Hand. Uh huh. That's where the foot came from. No shit. Yeah. Have they actually crossed paths? In I the believe comics? so. That is, I can't say for sure, but I'm pretty I'm damn be sure they all have. Over Google when we are done with this, <laughs> <laughs> like I'm gonna be obsessed with that now. That is, you're right. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, that is cool. Mm-hmm. And the hand is actually a big presence in Daredevil season two, as well as uh, the Defenders, which was the crossover yeah. series between all of the mm-hmm. Marvel Netflix characters. So yeah. Season three is unbelievable. It's just so it's so good. It's probably the best one yet. Mm. It's really, really great. Cool. Uh, my other geek out is Doctor Who. Yeah. The new series has Still started. Going, huh? We have Jodie Whittaker. The first female doctor is here. Mm. So I've seen the first few episodes with her and she's wonderful. So I like I like a lot of things that are going on here because Stephen Moffat, who was mm. kind of responsible for. The last few doctors, uh, number, God, I can't even remember numbers anymore. The 11th doctor and the 12th doctor. He was kind of the big creative force behind them. Uh, Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. Mm-hmm. And I think we were getting kind of burnt out on his type of storytelling because it got kind of redundant. Okay. So now he's out and so we have creative juice flowing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So not only do we get a new doctor. We got new companions. Mm-hmm. We have a new showrunner and head writer. So there's a lot of things that are kind yeah. of fresh now. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's noticeable. And you've got a female. Yeah. At the perfect time of strong female leads mm-hmm. really stepping up in some, I don't know, every aspect of entertainment. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah. And that like there's there's no there's no change in the doctor just because she's a woman now. 
So it's deep down, it's like the same characters the same there, character. just in a different outfit. The only thing that changes from doctor to doctor is they have slight personality change mm-hmm. to kind of fit the person playing sure. the role a little more. So there are little changes here and there, but at the core, the doctor is always the doctor mm-hmm. and certain things remain. And she's doing an absolutely wonderful job. And the thing that surprised me the most, not about her, but just kind of about this. So normally the doctor has like one companion, sometimes two. There's like three companions going on. And I was like, that's going to be too much. Yeah. Like four people were falling around all the time now, but they're all so good. Like they all offer something different. They're all like great parts of this larger Mm -hmm. puzzle. It's yeah, it's it's great. I'm loving. It's not the causing an issue so with spreading the story too thin. No, no, that or was not my fear. Screen time for certain people. That was my fear, and it's not. I think it's if it's done right. Then it's, it's done great. right. Yeah, yeah. The last Why not episode. Try something. Listen, if you're gonna do something new, go all in and do something new. And they're Female doing doctor, multiple new companions, new stories. Why they're not? doing some things that are uh, welcome. So, like last last episode, I saw they went back in time. And they were present for the whole Rosa Parks. Oh, that's cool. Things that happened in history with her, mm-hmm. like refusing to get up off of her seat on the bus yeah. and everything. So it felt a little bit like an educational episode. Like, yeah. let's explore history. Like, kind of. Yeah, but why not? Yeah. But that was also kind of a throwback to older Doctor Who episodes, like way, way older. Because mm. it was kind of an educational show when it first started. Yep. So it was it was like a throwback. It was a little different. Like I the thing that I appreciated about it, I don't really care about like having to watch educational episodes. Mm-hmm. It's like I get I know the Rose Parks thing. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, but the thing that I did appreciate was that they actually addressed racial issues. Mm-hmm. So like we've seen companions go into the past before and some of them like in the past, if you are black, that causes a problem. Sure. Because. Yeah. <laughs> There's you're going rampant into a racism. setting where things were very different. Yes. Yeah. And they've always kind of skirted around it. Uh-huh. But this time they faced it head on. And Good. I and I appreciate that. Yeah. 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 Why why like ignore that important aspect that you could tackle and show like not only how much things have changed but also how some things haven't. So it's it's no, it was just nice to see them actually yeah. address something that they really hadn't for so long. Mm-hmm. But I'm just liking the direction of this season, so I'm happy with it. Where is the season's on uh, Netflix? It's on BBC America. Oh, BBC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's my only my only two geek outs, though. So let's go into our freakouts. Oh, freakout! What are you freaking out over? Well, as much as I, I enjoyed Venom, yes. I also can freak out about it a sure. little. Sure. So, again, it's unfortunate, but it's also... You, when you raise the bar, you raise the bar. Mm-hmm. You have the Avengers. You have those the Marvel way of telling stories Mm -hmm. and then when you see other superhero movies you can see clearly where they lack in creativity and storytelling and directing ability all of it so as much as i love the way it looked and felt virtually no character development Mm -hmm. the acting was subpar from some characters Mm -hmm. there was no spider-man like you said there's no reference of him he doesn't exist yet in this universe or if he does they're not talking about him and it just felt rushed the first and that's the talk because the first half is very slow like mm-hmm. you're it's like they want to build that anticipation well you're gonna see venom you're gonna see venom and then when you finally do get that first shot of the suit just mm-hmm. engulfing him and venom's which there, also has no spider on it 
Right. Well, no, of course not because right. it hasn't exactly. met Spider-Man yet. Um, it, uh, I, I just sat and I went, could have been that big moment. Like in Avengers when Thor finally comes down during the big fight scene. Mm-hmm. And you're literally so fucking excited you're almost going to cry. I was like, how do you generate that in other films? Like you, you can't – they just don't have that – whatever that is to create that emotion. Mm-hmm. And it should have been – it should have just been this moment of fuck yeah. Like, yeah. Like hands America. in the air. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> and it just wasn't there. And it's it's tough because the bar has been set. Yeah. And it's really tough to meet that. And I don't know that anybody else can. I don't know how many movies will. I mean, there are movies that do it, and they're not all superhero movies. No. But that, like, remember the uh, the most recent Godzilla movie? Sure. Oh, that was fantastic. They, they took so long to show mm-hmm. us Godzilla mm-hmm. as a whole. But when they did, yeah. we were like, yeah. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. I watched, sat and watched that with Ashley. She hadn't seen it. It's so good. And she thought that was great, too. She was like, the anticipation of seeing Godzilla. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking specifically referencing superhero sure, sure. superhero. And I think, like, I think Venom would have been, people would have been like, this was so awesome if it didn't have the Avengers yeah. and stuff to reference, too. So, you know, as great as the movie is in some aspects, there are some things that are annoying about it. Sure. The other thing is, you know, Apple just continues to let me down on a regular <laughs> basis. Thank you, Apple. It just and now I'm having. I had to get the iPhone 6s a while back, like a, a year ago, mm-hmm. because my phone became unresponsive. I have now dropped it, by the way, and chipped off a whole section of the screen. Nice. Yeah, and I still have 16 payments left, so I'm stuck with that shit Yikes. now. But my apps are just crashing. Yeah. So I haven't. Up, I don't know where you are with updating operating systems and stuff, but I haven't updated to the newest operating system. I have, but. Every day apps and it, sometimes it's the same ones with all this updating all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're trying to make things better on a regular basis. But even now on Xbox, my YouTube app just keeps crashing. Mm-hmm. And I sit and I go, it's, everything's up to date, but they're constantly tweaking things and trying to make them better. And I swear they make errors in the code somewhere. Yeah. And it just wait till you get something more stable. Yeah. It's just the, the instability of this is driving me nuts because mm-hmm. the camera app to the cameras in the new gym now won't even crash. Will crash. Oh, that I sucks. can't if I try to switch from one camera to another, it crashes. Yeah, there's no update. I sent feedback, no response. So I'm like, now I got to sit and wait how long until they figure out where in their code there was an error and we got to fix it and update the app. And, mm-hmm. But it's happening a lot, even with like photo editing stuff on the phone. It's just my biggest annoyance was when they stopped allowing you to update apps through iTunes because the easiest thing for me is like updating on the phone is a pain in the butt I think Mm. and then if you don't have space to download all of them yeah to update them you got to do it like little by little Mm -hmm. so at one point when iTunes would have all the apps in there so I could hit update all it would download all the apps to my computer yeah and have them ready so when it synced over I didn't have like downloading time I just plugged it in and it synced and installed. It just installed all the apps, which was so easy. I didn't have to really think about it. But now it's only through the phone, which is a it's a huge inconvenience. It is. It is. And then, like I said, I'll open it up and it literally is like forty two apps need to update. It's crazy. I have that many apps first of all, and secondly, I'm like, this is gonna like if I don't plug in. Oh, there goes the battery. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, my battery health is down to 80%. Oh, my battery's awful. Well, my battery is case. awful. Yeah. Oh. I, if I don't have the power case on, it'll die in like 10 minutes. Ashley just got the newest one, the X something. Yeah. I don't know. I already <laughs> replaced the battery in this one, so I'm going to have to do it again. That sucks. Yeah. 
I just keep every time there's an update or a new one, I literally start to look at other things. I'm like, what's that <laughs> Google phone? How's that work? Right. Like, but the app crashing thing is frustrating me because I saw what the new operating system is. I'm like, eh. Yeah. It shows me the little changes. I go, that's annoying. I don't need a learning curve on something I've already learned. Yeah. Like, don't, don't do this. They, get that, they keep doing that to you. But it's just frustrating because there are apps that I need mm-hmm. that are now crashing and yeah. I can't use them. Fun. Yep, that's that's my two freakouts. Uh, so my first freakout is one that you'd think would be exciting, but it's like kind of the opposite of that. <laughs> I'm surprised that it's the opposite too. <laughs> so okay, yeah, I have to know why. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I I looked at the tweet and I yeah. read it. And I read the comments and everything. And I'm like, oh, this seems great. Yeah, and you would think you it did would a be. great thing. It's so I had a tweet that kind of went viral. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Nobody knows what the actual definition of viral is, but there's there's some sort of thought that viral means exponentially more and more mm-hmm. and it, it it did kind of it went crazy for a while and obviously it dies down like anything does um so i tweeted out just kind of like a vague not vague but like i'll read the, i'll just read the tweet yeah and you're at almost yeah. 700 retweets it's great yeah it's you nuts. know and so i i tweeted out uh most content creators don't make a living on it they just have a passion for creating it has benefits but it also takes a toll I challenge you to reach out to a creator today and just say thanks if you enjoy their stuff. You'd be surprised how much fuel adds to the engine. So the thought was, like, as a content creator, Mm -hmm. just encouraging people that I know, yeah, we don't make a ton of money on this. So if if you just say, hey, thanks for making the thing that you make, even if you can't afford to donate to something, that goes a long way in kind of helping the motivation of a content creator. And the thought was that people would go do that on their own. But they started doing it in the replies on the tweet, Mm. which is what made it kind of explode. Yeah. So everyone is tagging all these content creators and saying, thank you. And I'm like, that's great. Like, that's great. That wasn't my intention. Like, just reach out to them directly. You don't have to include me in it. Yeah. But I guess it gets more attention if you do. And some people. It brings more attention to you, too. It does. It does. But here's the thing. So. This is why normally you'd I'd be like, yeah, that's super exciting. This was great for me. There was so much growth and whatever. So uh, I checked analytics because anything like this, you're just curious yeah, to kind of like dig into it. It's the biggest like one of my tweets has ever spread out. So I was like, OK, let's look at the numbers. So I looked at the impressions. This is how many uh, times people saw this tweet. OK, OK. Two hundred ninety five thousand three hundred and thirty three. Oh, Yes, almost 300,000 times this tweet was seen. Damn. Which is insane. Yeah. Okay? Big number. Total yeah. engagements, meaning whether somebody like clicked on it, liked it, okay. retweeted it, replied to it, whatever. 4,487. Okay. Okay? It's still a big number. Nowhere near as big as how many people saw it because people right. would just it's scroll a, by yeah. it. Yeah. So it ended up getting 2,368 likes. 674 retweets, Mm -hmm. which led to uh, 638 people actually clicking on my profile and looking at who I am. Mm -hmm. All right. So all that's great. And then it comes down to the thing, because anytime something explodes like that, you're like, okay, so how is this good for me? Mm -hmm. Follows. Guess how many follows I got as a result of this tweet? I'm going to assume because like new followers, it's a low number. Yeah. Uh, 10, 15. Four. What? <laughs> Four people. So 300,000 people have see, scrolled past and saw it. Yeah. So. And you had almost you had 2,000, almost 3,000 likes. Yeah. And it only generated four. 
yeah. people following you. Yeah. That seems shitty. It, like, it, that doesn't it make feels sense that, like, that would even happen like that. I don't. It feels like it shows how weak the power of social media actually is. Granted, now, this tweet was not about me. It wasn't about my content. Mm-hmm. But you would think if somebody sees enough of, like, if that gets seen by that many people, I would think the percentages of people that looked at my profile and my content as a result, Just which, go, who the hell is this guy? And my content numbers didn't jump up at all like, what's on he anything. Yeah. yeah. Podcast numbers didn't factor. change. YouTube subscribers and views didn't change. Twitch views didn't change. So, like, I am a content creator mm-hmm. asking people to go out and encourage other content creators. And in doing so, like... I know people uh, people listening to this could be like, well, what the hell? Like, that wasn't the point of your tweet is to get the attention on you. It's like, no, it wasn't the no. intention of my tweet. It wasn't at all. I didn't expect this to blow up in any, any way whatsoever. But, like, you would expect that kind of exposure right. to result in something. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it results ultimately in nothing. I guess the lesson for it ultimately is that, like, all this social media attention <laughs> means nothing. Like all these things that people are trying to get some sort of, um, yeah, following base that you can then yeah. promote what you're doing to. Yeah. It, in, in this instance, it didn't, it didn't pan out the if way my it actual, should have panned out. If my actual content got this yeah. kind of attention, I would be freaking thrilled. I would, I would think that if 300,000 <laughs> people saw it and that number is going to climb, continue to climb, you should have been able to score in a couple hundred at least new follows. At least that day, right? Because I'm sure people might unfollow you. Yeah, you should have generated something to them. Then go see your content. And also, what is it? What does it do to your like self esteem if? Oh, that's the over 600 people that looked at my profile were like, oh, yeah, no, never mind. (laughs) Like they didn't bother to follow. Yeah, I think. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's it's that's absolutely. Listen, I get it. Yeah, because I I'm running ads for both Jim on Facebook now, and and like so I. I can totally understand that. I think it, for whatever reason, from a marketing standpoint, it just something didn't grab them. Yeah, it's frustrating because you sit and go, "What the fuck? right?" Like, I, no, I just the whole time it's, it's exploding. My yeah. main thought was, I wasn't like, "Oh, I hope people follow me." My main thought was, "Why isn't this my content getting this attention?" Yeah, like I want my actual content. Like if someone retweeted, if 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 over three hundred thousand people mm-hmm. saw a link to my podcast, mm-hmm. I'd be friggin' ecstatic. Yeah, but. Nope. I don't know. It's weird. It just left me in a weird place. And not only that, the the I had to close my desktop app. Like I use a desktop Twitter app. Yeah. And because and I have notifications like off on my phone yeah. in general anyway. But it makes a noise every time I get like a like or a retweet oh, or whatever cool. on my desktop app. And I had to close it because it was just bing, 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 bing. Yeah. <laughs> like, Which, so so you put something out there creatively and then you see all these people who are liking and stuff. Of course, naturally you're gonna go. Cool. Yeah. Like, look at this. This is so cool. They're following. They're gonna check out my stuff. Yeah. Like, I was I like, maybe think, I'll get a few more listeners. I would think the same thing. Yeah. I think, and ultimately, what you have to do is somehow supply whatever you post is as as uh, gimmicky <laughs> as it might be. I think you have to have a link to whatever content you're trying to what 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 that one piece of content is, right? Yeah. That you yeah. want people to go to if it's the podcast. Everything you put out has to have that link. Well, because at some point. It's going to catch yeah. like this. And just because it's right, ra- we are, people are just so lazy. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. So the, the idea of, hey, cool, look, I saw that. 
And then the percent dropped to how many clicked to check you out. And right. The percent dropped again to right. how many followed through. Right. You have to eliminate those steps and go, here you go, fucker. You lazy <laughs> fuck sitting on the couch in your underwear. Just click that in your face. Yeah. Like you almost have to force feed them the food. Well, I replied to it because you can create the and threads on that. Twitter. Yeah. And I said, if I didn't realize, and I've seen people do this on tweets that yeah. kind of explode all the time. It's just, it's smart marketing. Mm-hmm. I replied to it and I was like, oh, you know, I'm a, I didn't realize this was going to get this much exposure. If you're interested, how about checking out this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I include the links to the podcast. Yeah. I think that got maybe 20 likes. Yeah. It's which tough. is just it's, so small compared to like the initial one. It's this things are getting faster and faster paced. Like people don't want to take that extra stuff. Right. It anything. just shows how disposable everything we do on you're social exa- media is. That's exactly what I am. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Absolutely. There's, there's no guarantee. Yeah. Like I, t- if I'll, I'll tweet out a link to, any given podcast episode, maybe like two or three times mm-hmm. over the course of its like initial lifespan before I post another episode. Yeah. And I'll do that. And then so many people will still be like that. Follow me. will still be like, oh, I didn't know there was a new episode. So like it's just because there's so much content out there. Yeah. And if they're following somebody that tweets a hundred times a day. Yeah. You have to come. You have to tweet 150 times yeah. to probably get seen once. That's the problem. From what I've seen Between analytics Facebook, wise, Instagram and Twitter, like it, it, everybody's on it. It's the marketing machine. Yeah. You know, and most quote unquote experts agree that you should tweet anywhere from like three to seven times a day mm. for good exposure because too much. And then you're annoying people as well. Sure. And you can't just all they can't be all just like marketing things. Mm-hmm. You actually have to like have like some actual content and thoughts. It's it's just crazy. Yeah. You have to provide results. Yeah. In some way. Yeah. Here's some information. Here's something that'll help you. Oh, and by the way, check this out. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it's very hard. I'm trying to learn the same thing and yeah. I don't even touch Twitter because I'm, I don't get it. Yeah. I completely see how that I'd be. I would have sat there and been like, oh, like, I'd yeah, I mean, it, it, I was a like, little annoyed and I wasn't almost, pissed, but I was frustrated. A little depressed by it. Yeah. What, what do I have to do? I was a little do? frustrated that like it didn't you result put a in really like solid any new message out there. Or, yeah. That people saw. And you know what? I bet there were some people that actually, because you're right. You, I don't think people realize how far a thank you. Just, hey, thanks for doing what you do. Yeah. And that l- one little thing could just fuel a whole creative thing inside of you. Mm-hmm. And you put out all this awesome content. Yeah. But then when all you all you get is criticisms or even worse, no response. No response is the death of anything. Then you just go, why am I even I would rather this? people be like, I friggin' hate your show mm-hmm. than say nothing. That's great. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> thanks. Oh, yeah, because yeah. I can just fall back into the Howard Stern mentality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because more people listened to him that hated him than liked him initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that fine. sucks. That's frustrating. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I guess it was just kind of an eye-opening lesson in <clears throat> the meaninglessness of social media. Yeah. So, makes you just want to focus on your content more. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next geek, or geek out. Nope, we're in freakouts. My next freakout <laughs> is uh, the DC Universe show Titans. Yeah. Uh, I imagine you haven't seen. I haven't. Yet. Okay, so I've seen a lot of advertising. Yeah, I, I talked about my thoughts on the pilot. Uh, on, I was on the Bad Coyote Funky podcast mm-hmm. a week or so ago, and we kind of talked about the pilot after that aired. Um, I've now seen the first three episodes mm-hmm. since that. Uh, the pilot was atrocious. It was awful. There was so much wrong with it. Yeah, like the acting is not good. I feel like every swear and like really angsty line is crowbarred in Mm. like the big thing about 
the trailer when it first came out was Robin saying, fuck Batman. And in the trailer, it felt crowbarred. Yeah. In this show, it felt more crowbarred. Doesn't seem like a Robin thing to say. <laughs> well, it's this. He's in a time where he's like left Batman. Yeah. And they have a, not a good relationship, which is consistent with the comics. It's why he becomes Nightwing. Yeah. He leaves at a certain point, abandons the Robin persona, becomes Nightwing. We're kind of in that transitional phase. Mm. But the, 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 the guy who plays Robin, even though he looks the part, is very wooden. Like he's not, oh. it's not a great performance. I've now watched the, the, the pilot's really bad. It's really bad. Uh, they do all this like, unnecessary violence and blood and like i know the show's called titans but to most people it's still the teen titans that's the show yeah and some of these people are still like kids or like just very early to pre-adult age Mm -hmm. and we're like this is super violent for that age range and it just feels wrong like it feels weird so it's like they don't know who their audience is and it's it's we've seen Two other incarn, three other incarnations of these characters in mainstream media already. Mm-hmm. We've seen them as the Teen Titans on Cartoon Network. Is that the Teen Titans Go? Uh, that's the another version. Oh, so it's the same characters, but yeah. that one's a more kid oriented yeah. version. The first one was still kid oriented. This one's like really young kid oriented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we've seen the animated Teen Titans in. Uh, like the DC animated movies. Mm-hmm. So we have another version of them there. And then this is the first like live action version it's of them. Real dark and gritty. And it's and- real dark and gritty and blood and swears and, and it, it feels like. What should it be? What should it be? So you it should the- be. It should be not this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they didn't need to crowbar in all this like angst and yeah. blood and it just doesn't fit into it it doesn't feel right Mm. so okay so the one character they're really really getting wrong is starfire uh i haven't liked anytime she's on screen and her storyline is a part of it i'm like what the hell are you doing like it just it all feels wrong it feels bad and she's coming off as more of a villain than a hero like she could she could just as easily like dispatch of somebody by like flipping them onto a table and like intimidating them. Mm -hmm. And she's like breaking arms and they're going way over the top. It's way over the top. It's unnecessary. And you have to leave some things to the imagination for it to be effective when they're throwing it all in your face. Like Robin takes his shuriken and like whips it into a guy's eyeball. And you're like, Come on, he wouldn't do that. No, I don't. Yeah, he doesn't have to of go. How angry to that. he is with Batman. He yeah, didn't branch off to kill people. Right, like that makes you like he's not killing people, but he's just a notch away from it. You're in that gray area. Like Batman's going to take your ass down soon. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you're still a hero. And right? the the second episode focuses on Hawk and Dove, uh, which are not people who are part of the Titans, but they're DC characters that they're incorporating into the show. And uh, it was the best episode by far. Like, aren't there test audiences? Like, don't you think? I, I'm not even saying that to be funny. Like, seriously. Yeah. You have these characters that have a history that have been clearly outlined as to who they are, what they're doing, what their purpose is mm-hmm. here. And then they make this show that seems to stray off in a kind of weird direction, yeah. pretty dark. Didn't they test this and, like, audiences go, that's not them? And then they go, that's okay. We're going to put it out anyway because it's DC <laughs> and you'll watch it and we'll get ratings or something. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's weird. Like, how can you put something out that's that's not just missing the not, mark? Yeah, tonally like, that. All much. right, you want to change origin stories and stuff. The heart of the character is still there. This mm-hmm. is yeah. Why is Robin 
taking people's eyeballs out. I don't know. I, uh, so far, the the like standout character uh, is Dove, mm-hmm. who is played by Minka Kelly. I don't know if you know who that is. I think that name sounds really familiar. Did you watch Almost Human when it was on Fox? I think I've seen an episode. And she was also in Friday Night Lights, the series. Okay, that's why. Okay. Yep. Um, so she plays Dove. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe she's the standout because she's like one of the lightest part of the show. Yeah. Like her Dove's as a character is like all about hope and stuff. Mm-hmm. So she's kind of a lighter character in general anyway. But then even her, like when she's fighting, her like feathers on her on the back of her cape or costume or whatever mm-hmm. are like razors. And she's like slashing people with them and stuff and slashing their legs and blood is gushing out. And it's like, stop it. You know, so this is the world we live in. Yeah. Like, has DC not realized that this dark, gritty, bloody thing like it? So it worked for Nolan's Batman mm-hmm. trilogy. It doesn't work outside of that. And even the stop. movies have figured we that out. The want, movies are shifting. Yeah. We want. We don't want cartoony goof. We nope. but we want hopefulness. We yep. want, we come on. The anti-hero thing. <laughs> I don't think that's what people want. Yeah. If you're doing it with legitimate anti-heroes, yeah. That's one thing. Like Raven's in the Teen Titans. She's a dark angsty character. So be it. The rest of the team doesn't have yeah, to be. This doesn't make. They're not getting the, They're going to have to go bankrupt for them to go, "Oh, look, we did it wrong." Right. Like they just they've latched onto this this thing. But you know, it goes all the way back to with DC to the original Batman movie. Yeah. You know, with Michael Keaton. That was dark. Yeah. They've they've held that. And I get Batman's a kind of dark character, but, but it was dark. Isn't- it was dark visually. Yeah. But not tonally. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it wasn't with there's there's dark and there's sullen. Mm-hmm. The the even the the Burton and the Nolan Batman movies, there was an underlying hope. It was about rising up. These are all just like, right. and they're just like <laughs> throwing a blanket over their head and crying in they the corner. They need to learn from it. And tr- I mean, what's the harm? Try the opposite. Yeah. That sucks because there's kids who are going to like the cartoon and be like, mm-hmm. oh my God, look, they're real. Yeah. And then they're going to watch it. Uh, it's not for Mommy, them at Daddy all. Daddy are going to be like, shut that off. Yeah, it's not for them at all. Uh-huh. And I don't, I don't mind having different versions of something, but the Teen Titans are not the right fit for this tone. No. They just don't work together. Uh, my last freak out is that speaking of Marvel's Netflix shows, both Iron Fist and Luke Cage yeah. have both been canceled after two seasons on Netflix. Uh, this doesn't mean that they're done necessarily. Mm-hmm. It does mean that they're done on Netflix. So Disney has their own streaming service that's in the near future. Yeah. I believe it's called Disney Play. Uh, I don't know if this is more a result of Netflix wanting to cancel the shows as it is. Netflix can't afford what Disney is probably raising the rates to to keep it on Netflix. Mm. So maybe these shows that have a following Iron Fist was always a little iffy. Yeah, it got way better in the second season, but the first season was like, eh, it's the the worst of the sure. the Netflix shows. Luke Cage was loved mm-hmm. by many many people. Great show, loved it. So I was super surprised when Luke Cage got canceled. Iron Fist, I was like, okay, I it sucks, but I get it. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage, I was like, whoa, that that's shocking. I'm guessing Disney was like, we're doing our own thing and we're gonna take our They're properties part of a back. Group with like Jessica Jones. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Daredevil and Punisher. Mm-hmm. It's all the same group. So I'm guessing Disney was like, if you want to keep these, the price is up here. 
yeah. you can't afford it. So Has we're going to any release as to why they canceled it. Uh, no, no. I mean, uh, Luke low... Cage, they said creative differences. Yeah. Uh, Netflix never says low ratings. They never touch on ratings for anything because yeah. they just don't release that data. But I don't know. I was uh, I'm hoping Maybe they just felt like they had to trim the fat. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just possible. Said, we have a budget at the end of the day. They have a budget. Yeah. Let's go. These are not from their point of view in a boardroom. A bunch of dudes in a suit went, All right, these are not performing as well as those, and we're gonna put the money in this. It's so possible. let's trim that. Yeah. Like Jessica Jones season three is on the way. Punisher season two is on the way. Mm-hmm. If the reception to Daredevil, I'm pretty sure the reception has been amazing. Yeah. Uh and the same kind of opinions that I have about it that I've heard from other people have been kind of similar. I'm sure the ratings are great on mm-hmm. that. That'll probably go to a season four. Uh but Iron Fist and Luke Cage could make their way over to the Disney streaming service. Yeah. They could even pair them together because in the comics, they're a team called Heroes for Hire. Mm-hmm. And you can hire them as like, uh, <laughs> as like mercenaries almost, but APA. not like, not to, yeah. Yeah. A lot like the APA. <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. Wrestling reference from the 90s. You can hire protection kind of. Yeah. yeah. It's that idea. But so who knows what's going to happen with them and what the actual reasons were, mm-hmm. but it's a bummer to see them go. All right. Uh, we are going to go through our news pretty quickly. Sure. Cause we're already around that hour mark. Cool. Shockingly. Uh, so Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Journey Smollett Bell have joined the cast of Warner Brothers Pictures Birds of Prey movie. Winston has been cast as Huntress while Smollett Bell will play Black Canary. The two join Margot Robbie, who is set to reprise her role of Harley Quinn as the film's antagonist. Birds hmm. of Prey is currently scheduled for release on February 7th, 2020. 2020. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> wah, wah. Hey, they need time to actually make them. No, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, I think that's great. That's cool. I'd like yeah. to see a Birds of Prey movie. I'm hoping DC has learned things. And uh, yeah, I'm just hoping DC has learned things. But I would, that I would They don't be... have a Batman or a Superman. That's what they... <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> we were gone for a while. We missed some things oh. <laughs> to talk about. Like you had Superman, too. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. He, he's good. He's he great. He had the build. He had the look. He had the wrong storyline. Yep. <laughs> yep. You know? He had everything except the right Superman. Yeah. Because I've seen him be a better Superman in other movies where he's actually charming and not just this, like, wooden block of whatever they made him into. It's not... I don't blame Cavill at no, all. Not at all. Pick. Yep. According to Critics' Choice Association reporter Eric Weber, Lucasfilm president Kathleen Kennedy has confirmed that there are no longer plans to move forward with the Boba Fett movie. Oh. Rumored to be a result of the underwhelming box office for Solo, efforts are shifting to focus on John Favreau's upcoming series, The Mandalorian, which is set to hit Disney's streaming service in 2019. But haven't people... So, I, am, I have not watched all the Star Wars movies. Mm-hmm. I've seen the first three, like the original three. I've seen enough. Mm-hmm. I know the story. Isn't Boba Fett a character people have been itching for? Yeah, for more of. Yeah. I think, I well, think that that would have been the movie to make and give you this character that people really want to know more about. Give him his chance. They saw a solo character's origin movie to not do as well as they wanted. So mm-hmm. they look at another solo character's origin movie and go, well, that can't possibly do well because this one didn't do well. No, That's their thought process. Thought and I don't. Well. Yeah. But who are we to tell them? And I was Listen, telling Disney. them. I've been saying from day one that Solo was a bad idea. Yeah. I still have not seen it. I still will not see it. I have no plans to watch that movie. I couldn't be less interested in that movie because the mystique of Han Solo will always be cooler than any origin story they're mm-hmm. going to give me. 
It doesn't benefit the character. It does not. It could only take away. Right. There's nothing they could have done that would have added to my Han Solo. There's nothing they could have done right. So that when you now go back and watch the original mm-hmm. Star Wars, you makes it even better. Mm-hmm. My imagination of Han Solo's origin is perfect for me. Mm-hmm. Just like anybody else's is for them. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't make everybody happy because we and all have different that. imaginations. Was, yeah, and yep. they, they were shown that. But now that ruins the party for all the other characters. That sure does. Yep. CBS All Access has given a two season order to Star Trek Lower Decks, mm-hmm. a half hour cartoon series from Mike McMahon. The series will focus on the support crew serving one of Starfleet's least important ships. <laughs> Executive producer Alex Kurtzman (laughs) said of McMahon, quote, Mike won our hearts with his first sentence. He said, I want to do a show about the people who put the yellow cartridge in the food replicator so a banana can come out on the other end. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) McMahon said of the announcement, quote, as a lifelong Trekkie, it's a surreal and wonderful dream come true to be a part of this new era of Star Trek. While Star Trek Lower Decks is a half hour animated show at at its core, it's undeniably Trek. And I promise not to add an episode at the very end that reveals the whole thing took place in a training program. <laughs> I'm on board. It's a very goofy premise. Yep, I love it. It's very goofy. Yep, I feel like it's That's almost going to be. And, like, and this is a guy who who's thought of this. He's written like Rick and Morty and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's very funny. Yeah, this I'm in for this. This is great. I'm going to probably enjoy this more than Discovery. Speaking of the Teen Titans, mm. a mid credit scene in Teen Titans go to the movies hinted at the return of the original animated incarnation of the team, leading many to wonder if a resurgence of the beloved series was on the way. That may or may not be the case, but what we do know is that they'll at least be back for the upcoming project titled Teen Titans Go vs. Teen Titans, which is an awfully redundant (laughs) title. Earlier this week, a brief teaser trailer leaked and made the rounds on the internet purporting to be from the upcoming Blu-ray and DVD release of Go to the Movies, io9 confirmed with warner brothers that teen titans go vs. teen titans will launch in 2019 though we don't know what form that will take whether it's a second animated movie a crossover episode of go a direct-to-video release or something else entirely so the interesting thing about this to me is so uh i i think i had said it on the podcast before a month or so ago i was at boston comic-con and i worked there for the weekend yeah and uh, i work as a guest liaison so they pair me with one of the celebrity guests and I spend the weekend with them kind of like making sure that they're good mm-hmm. uh, dealing with the whole autograph thing so they can just kind of have their That's time fun. with the That's fans. Cool. It was fun. Uh, and I spent the weekend with Tara Strong, who yeah. is a prominent voice actress. Uh, and she also does the voice of like Harley and a lot of the animated things. And cool. she does uh, Raven in both the versions of Teen Titans Go and the original mm-hmm. cartoon. And uh, when Go to the Movies came out, there was this mid credit scene and it was like showing that the original version animated version of the teen titans exists Mm -hmm. and they're like trapped somewhere and everyone so many people came up to her table and were like uh does this mean teen titans is coming back and she would look over to me and be like see see (laughs) like she had called the the person who made the decision to put that in there was like does this mean it's coming back like she asked yeah and he was like well we'll see what happens it's almost like they did it as a little stunt. Yeah. What kind of reception? Will this I think so. Garner. But we don't know. Right? We don't know what this act like. We know there's this Teen Titans versus Teen Titans Go versus Teen like, what, Titans thing. But what they, is it? Like, if so if they weren't bringing him back, what a dick move. Right. Like, what a fucking is the giant box on Christmas morning. And yeah. you're like, that's a 
fucking Xbox. And then you open it and it's t-shirts. Like, yeah. fuck. The original cartoon <laughs> like, has a I'm very angry. loyal following. I'm angry for you yeah, if yeah. it's not something. Like, that's a dick. It's a dick move. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, so I'm curious to see what will actually become well, of it. they got to do something with it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put it in there and see what happens. If nothing <laughs> happens, then we're going to have 10 people really excited for nothing. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, Michael B. Jordan has signed on for a leading role in Paramount Pictures' upcoming film adaptations of Tom Clancy's thriller novels Rainbow Six hmm. and Without Remorse. Also set to serve as a producer, Jordan will play the role of Clancy hero John Clark, a recurring character in Clancy's novels. Clark is an ex-Navy SEAL who became a CIA operations officer. At first, he was a secondary character who helped Jack Ryan's missions, but the novel Without Remorse made him the lead and told his origin. Mm. Clark has since appeared in over 17 novels. Wow. So this character's got some legs. This kid's all over the place. Jordan's everywhere. He's the younger version of The Rock right now. He is. The Rock's in every action movie that calls for a dude over the age of 40. Yeah. And he's in... Everything that Michael B. Jordan's amazing. He's I'm, good. Yeah, He's good. I'll put him in everything, <laughs> please. Yeah, please. Breck Basinger. Breck Basinger. It's like Kim Basinger, but not related at all. And a dude. same last name though. Uh, no, it's a girl. Oh, Brett. <laughs> Breck. Breck. Oh, B R E C. I hope I'm even saying it right. I don't know. Breck right. Basinger, best known for her role in School of Rock, has been mm-hmm. cast as Courtney Whitmore, aka Star Girl, for the forthcoming Star Girl series on DC Universe. So just like Titans, we're getting more series. Stargirl will be one. There's a Swamp Thing one coming. There's a Harley Quinn animated a series Swamp coming. Thing? Yeah. I haven't heard Swamp Thing right <laughs> until right now since I was, I, I mean, I was like 10. Yeah. Like, holy crap, Swamp Thing. Yeah. They're doing a Swamp Shit. Thing series. Uh, executive produced That's by. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Executive produced by Jeff Johns, who created the character in 1999 and based her on his sister, who died in a plane crash in 1996. Mm. The series follows Courtney, a high school sophomore, as she inspires a group of young heroes to fight villains from the past. The character description for the series is as follows. Courtney Whitmore is smart, athletic, and above all else, kind. The high school teenager's seemingly perfect life hits a major speed bump when her mother gets married and her new family moves from Los Angeles, California to Blue Valley, Nebraska. Struggling to adapt to a new school, make new friends, and deal with a new stepfamily, Courtney discovers her stepfather has a secret. He used to be the sidekick to a superhero. Borrowing the long-lost hero's cosmic staff, Courtney becomes the unlikely inspiration for an entirely new generation of superheroes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's a cool story arc. It is. Stargirl's a cool character. Yeah. That'll be interesting. And, uh, I think just from the description, a lot lighter than Titans. <laughs> you, well... Well, but we don't we'll know. See, we don't know. We'll see. Uh, there's a couple of story. These next couple of stories I included. I was I would include anyway, but specifically because you're here. Okay. All right. I like that. A remake of Clueless. Oh, I'm leaving. <laughs> so accept my resignation now. You can send my check in the mail down the road. <laughs> a remake of Clueless no. is in the works at Paramount with Glow writer Marquita Robinson penning the script. With the movie in early development, details are minimal in regards to the direction it will take and whether cast members from the original will make an appearance. The 1995 film is a cult Gen X classic that provided a satirical window into the Beverly Hills high school scene of the day. The movie put a number of young actors on the map, including Alicia Silverstone, Paul Rudd, Brecken Meyer, Jeremy Sisto, Mm -hmm. Stacey Dash, and Brittany Murphy. In the past, the movie had spawned a TV series that initially launched on ABC for one season before moving over to Paramount's former 
UPN network for two seasons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Throwing it back there. (laughs) The news follows the recent headlines about the Clueless musical making its debut on Off-Broadway. Previews of the musical begin on November 20th and it opens shortly after on December 11th. I was not aware of that. Yes. Man, I'm going to Broadway. It apparently features like <laughs> '90s music and stuff Very too. Very cool. Yeah. I do love that movie. I yeah, don't know. How I, I know feel you about do. A remake. But, I don't uh, think it's a good idea. No. Nope. No, because why? What's up? Why? Why? I know. I'm waiting for Ashley to give me the green light on sitting Autumn down to watch it. <laughs> like I'm like, hey, she's like, no, she's two, she's five, no. Like, yeah. Well, when she's like, maybe eight. I'm like, I have to wait three more years. Right. Almost. I'm gonna slip clueless. Did you ever watch the series? I did. I I watched it when it was on TV. Okay, I watched yeah. a few episodes because right. yeah, they had a couple of the characters from the movie. Stacey Dash the was the only in one both. that wasn't in it was Alicia oh, Silverstone, right? And Paul Rudd didn't yeah. move over. Yeah, there were some that didn't move over, but yeah, I mean, I didn't. I think I saw maybe an episode or two of the series. I don't yeah. even remember. Uh, but Clueless is a great movie and doesn't need to be remade. They could just make a new movie inspired by Clueless. Yeah, there's no more inspired by. It's just. We'll do a movie inspired by, but then we'll call it that. Well, what are the kids in Beverly Hills going to be doing now? Doing drugs mm-hmm. and tweeting. <laughs> that would be a good 90 minutes. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, another one. Friday the 13th. Oh, I'm tuned in. Is up next on the chopping block for potential rebooting. I'm tuned out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, with with yeah. uh, Vertigo Entertainment and LeBron James Spring Hill Entertainment producing the new iteration. As in the same LeBron James that would play b-ball? Yes, and he's also producing a Space Jam remake. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. There are a... <laughs> with such anger. I saw that. Uh, there are a number of potential problems, however, as a recent legal decision returned rights of the original screenplay to Victor Miller. Miller successfully retained oh. all the elements to his original screenplay, save for one scene involving a motorcycle police officer hmm. from the original movie. Uh, there were also, oh, okay. yeah, yeah, there were also some legal hiccups involving ownership of the Jason Voorhees character who appeared in the sequels, but was absent from the original film. Right. In any event, Miller will control the rights in the U.S. while the producers of the series and Warner Brothers control certain international territories. What a mess. No writer or director is currently on board. What a mess. So it's just very early on. So, so one so guy's got the rights to the name. The guy, the guy who wrote the original script I, for friday the 13th I thought sean cunningham had the rights to the character he, i i think to, he did he might still they had to go to him yeah in regards to the video game yes but then there was a lawsuit issue with that yes too. so because i think there are certain elements that are in the first movie that are in the video game and because of that as a result the video game is no longer legally allowed to put out any additional content they're not updating it they're not releasing any dlc they had all these plans and this court case stopped them from moving forward. Douchebags. All for money. All yeah. for, because some dude wants a piece of it. Yeah. It's a bummer. But I don't know. Like, this is... I'm surprised. It's, it's largely because of the latest Halloween movie. Again. But, yeah. It's, I mean, there's no end. You can continue to make them. But. Yeah. Why reboot? Just keep going. Yeah. Well, we don't need to reboot. Just Jason exists. And yeah. He's killing people. Here's a scenario. Yeah. Let's go. Don't need to reboot. Just keep no. going. People are so reboot uh, crazy. Yeah. Uh, lastly, Niantic is launching a feature for Pokemon Go called Adventure Sync, which will allow users to sync with Google Fit and iOS's Health Kit to translate steps into game progress without having the Pokemon Go app open or using a smartwatch. The feature will be available soon, allowing players to get more Pokemon candy, see more efficient egg hatching, and earn weekly milestones. The game's still big, huh? 
I don't, it's not as big as it was when it first well, came no, out, there but there's people still outside your house yeah. walking around. Like that was crazy. That was crazy. The week it launched, it was insane, but there are still like a, a large number of people playing and this encourages them to be more active with it, which is one of the reasons for the people that I'm, I'm not playing anymore, but for the people I've talked to that still have, mm-hmm. a lot of them are, it gives me something to do when I'm out on a walk. Yeah. So how, why not? Sure. Go for it. That's all I got. That's good all I got. Uh, final thought or something you'd like to plug this week? Nothing I really want to plug. No. No? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just uh, make sure you spade new to your pets. <laughs> Thanks, Bob Barker. You got it. All right. For everything else we do, head on over to thegeekgeneration.com. If you use iTunes, please rate the show and write a review. We always appreciate those. You watch our live events at twitch.tv slash thegeekgeneration. You can also support this show and everything else we do over at thegeekgeneration.com slash support. You can send emails to podcast at thegeekgeneration.com. And as always, the show theme is provided by Machine Supremacy. A link to their site can also be found on our site. We'll be back soon with more geeky stuff for you, and we will see you then. Later. Make it so.